The Beautifully Bare podcast contains explicit material and language that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Beautifully Bear podcast. I'm Shelby Coughlin, the owner and founder of Beautifully Bear, and I'm so excited to be joined by my co-host, Rachel Smith. Welcome. Hello. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, as well as I can be for being snowed in my house at this point. Oh my gosh. Amen to that. I, I'm just so cold. <laughs> it's freezing out there. I don't like it. We live in the South. I feel like we're not used to these conditions. Yeah, I'm not made for this. This is not my natural habitat. (laughs) I'm definitely one of those people that says I like the cold better than the heat, right? And so I've been seeing all these little stabs all over the place, like all of you people who like the cold better than the heat better be outside enjoying it. And I'm gonna let you know, I'm not enjoying it. (laughs) Oh, hell no. No, I'd much rather sweat. (laughs) Like I am a sweaty gal. Like I would much rather... Uh, you know, my husband, bless his heart, the other day, so he loves the cold too, but the other day he was like, I'm cold. And I'm like, see, okay, now you know how I feel. (laughs) So, yep, you say you like it. I don't think you like it. (laughs) When it's below 32 degrees outside, though, it's just a different type of misery. It is a totally different type of misery. I'll agree with that 100%. (laughs) (laughs) So if you haven't gathered yet, we are remote today. Me and Rachel are actually looking at each other through webcams right now, recording the podcast. Nothing's going to hold us back is what we decided this week. Yeah, we're being high tech for you folks. <laughs> uncharted territory. <laughs> it is very uncharted, but I I love it. We're very committed to giving you ladies your content. Yeah, I, we missed last week, but we're coming in. We're coming in strong. <laughs> yeah, it's coming in hot, honestly. <laughs> And coming back with a really juicy topic, I love it. And I feel like it's one that we haven't covered yet. And I don't know how we haven't covered it yet. Yeah, yeah. It is surprising, actually, considering it's like a big thing that we stand for. Right. It's, a you know, the entire movement, but... <laughs> right. Who's counting? No big deal. It's a huge deal. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> So today, Rachel and I are going to be diving into what women empowerment is. Women empowerment. Ooh, it's a big one. It is. And we found out that if you look up what exactly women empowerment is, there's about 72 definitions of that. Yeah, it's really confusing. Like I kept Googling in all sort of different ways and I kept getting different answers. And I'm like, well, what am I going to talk about? I don't even know because there's so many. But I guess that's the point. We get to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. And there's so many like valuable points, I feel like, to hit on with this, because I think there's a lot of people who probably have different definitions in their head. I mean, there's 72 (laughs) of them just easily Googleable. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody has their own idea about it. And I mean, I thought I knew until I really started to dig around. So I'm in I'm in that group. I agree with that. I agree with that. It really made me take a hard look at what exactly I see as women empowerment just through doing research for this podcast. Okay, so here is the definition that we're going to start off with. 
What is women empowerment? Women empowerment refers to making women powerful to make them capable of deciding for themselves. Women have suffered a lot through the years at the hands of men. In earlier centuries, they were treated as almost non-existent. As if all the rights belonged to men, even something as basic as voting. You know, that's some crazy stuff right there. Like, if you really think about it, okay, didn't we gain the ability to vote in the 20s? Like, wasn't it the 20s? Maybe I'm lying. I think it was the 20s. I feel like it's, yeah. And that's not even, I mean, that's barely over 100 years old, you know? Yeah. I mean, what? The the term of, like, the existence of Earth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, it's minuscule. It's crazy to me. And even as I was reading that just right now, it blows my mind how, like, the whole part about women were treated as almost non-existent. Right. And and to see, like, just in my generation alone, so I'm almost 30, just in my generation alone, that's not something that we've necessarily seen to that level. Now, I'm not going to say that I've never been treated differently as a woman versus a man, for sure have experienced that, but to know that generations prior to mine were experiencing the feeling of being non-existent, like your literal life did not matter because of your sex. Yeah. Yeah. It is a strange reality to consider that where we're at right now, well, I was about to say this, but where we're at right now is the highest point of, of equality that we've experienced. Really. And that's so crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I Just, say that, but we, I mean, we still have huge things that we are not equal in, you know, like we, agreed. we haven't reached, reached true equality yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nothing compared to our ancestors, the women that came before. Yeah. And even to think their mindset is still so far in that direction just because of, I mean, trauma mm. from being treated that way. I mean, I can remember my grandmother still feeling so, like, unimportant. She just felt unimportant all the way around. And, like, whatever word was said over her by a man, that was the law. Mm. And to think that she really felt like she didn't have a voice for herself, she didn't have a way to think for herself, and to see, like, how far we've come and how how much, like, that's evolved is is incredibly wild to me mm-hmm. in such a short period of time, might I add. Yeah, yeah, it hit momentum very, very fast. And that's just the 60s and 70s were a huge turning point for women. I mean, thank God for our parents. I mean, my mom, she was born in 56. And, you know, like that was like teenage years, like they they built it, basically. Mm-hmm. Created the new foundation. It's crazy. It really is wild. Like, and this reminds me of a story. So, uh, once upon a time, I was getting a tattoo, and I asked the tattoo artist, "I was like, if you could be born in any other decade, what would you choose?" Because, like, I love to romanticize about being in the medieval times. Oh, isn't it cute? You know, you get to I don't know, do all the medieval stuff. It seems very romantic. She was like, "I would never, ever wish to be in any other decade." ever because it was terrible for women it was terrible like no i would never wish that and that really put it into perspective for me like okay that was that was years and years ago but i mean it's true like 
Never wish to be in a different <laughs> decade. You're basically taking I mean, your rights away. <laughs> yeah. And to think, I've been asked that question so many times, and I didn't even put it into that perspective until you just said that to me. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, it's weird. Because <laughs> I've always said I was like a 70s child. Yeah, but <laughs> like, which I mean, you know, I could see. I mean, 70s. You know, but. And it, like if I was to, I don't, I'm terrible at history, but like the only empowering woman that comes to mind, Cleopatra. I would be fucking Cleopatra. How about that? Don't pick a decade, pick a person. Pick a person. <laughs> I like that. Don't pick a decade. Don't do that. No, 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 no. Pick pick your your boss bitch from the from the from the past. But any- honestly, that could be really cool. Pick your boss bitch from the past. Yeah. I, I like that. That's that is a fun game. If you're listening to the podcast, pick your boss bitch from the past. I want to know who you choose. Yeah, that'd be a fun party. You get to dress up like the the lady. Anyway, that seems like it would be a really fun party. <laughs> I really like it. We gotta plan this now. Yeah. <laughs> Historical empowerment, I guess. I don't know. I need to look more into Cleopatra now that I'm talking about her. I might not – that might not be something I stand for, but whatever the case. We're going to get off the podcast. You're going to text me at like 1 a.m. Take it all all back. (laughs) Let me tell you. Exactly. Oh, yep. Rachel, go to bed. I can't. Um, But (laughs) – I can't. Now my mind is overthinking this whole entire episode. <laughs> right. Uh, yep. I, I'll I'll make notes. Um, but anyhow, about now, about empowerment and these days. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. There's it's it. Mm, there's many many different ways that we can take that. Yeah, and I think that uh, just just from my experience alone, because of what the the business stands for and because there's so many people who I think maybe don't understand exactly what women empowerment is or maybe they have a skewed idea of what women empowerment is so often I see people kind of picking and choosing what pieces of women empowerment that they want to actually practice or believe in and I feel like that's difficult a difficult road to travel down when women empowerment really you have to believe in it the fundamentals of it I mean empowering other women despite how you feel about other women yeah that's exactly it you're really empowering a woman is like you said supporting them in their autonomy like whatever you choose for you like i support you because that is that is your like i might not agree with it (laughs) but Mm -hmm. but i support you making your choices as, as an individual And I think in order for us to continue growing as women and continuing to have those equal rights and continuing to be able to say that, like, we've changed generations going forward, because like you said, like, it's only been 100 years that we've even had basic rights of being able to vote in. And really, it hasn't even been that long that we've had equal say in things. And I think that if we want to be a society of women who continue to grow that and continue to be able to do everything that a man does, then we have to be able to support each other because that's where our weak spots are going to be essentially is in not supporting each other and not 
empowering each other to go forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like women, so we're powerful as individuals, but we're so much more powerful joined together. I mean, like we're a force to be reckoned with and like the catty shit and us going after one another and you know, like breaking each other down and not fixing each other's crowns and being like, nah, bitch, like trip over yourself. Like, nope, not going to tell you that, like if something's wrong, like it's, you got to look out for one another. We're so much stronger when we, when we support one another. Yeah. So much stronger when we come together. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that's exactly what, this entire movement stands for stands on is coming together and having this community where we can support and empower each other. It goes so much farther than just hyping each other up and loving on each other, you know, because I mean, let's just say someone came and tried to take it all down, right? The easiest way for them to do that is going to be for, for them to tear us apart, Mm -hmm. but we have to be able to have a strong foundation of no, we're still going to support each other. We're still going to love each other. We're still going to push each other regardless of what what that looks like for us as individuals yes yep and that is one thing about beautifully bare that i especially love is it is not just about having sexy photos it's not just about you know becoming sexually liberated in that way we we do support one another like when girls write on the page about something hard that they're going through whether it be a loss or you know uh I don't know, divorce or whatever. We're there for one another. And that's massive. That's so, so, so very important. Um, And I love this group for that. It's honestly my favorite part of this entire group. And I think just even looking back to like the very beginning stages of the group and seeing people come together, even when it was just, you know, a hundred members, a thousand members, whatever it was, you know, in the very beginning when it was I mean, we maybe had 10 active commenting people in the group, but those people were still coming together. And now we see growth in that. You know, we see active members over, you know, two to 300 people that are consistently commenting on a weekly basis and coming together and supporting each other. And the goal in that and the reason we want to raise those numbers, too, is because the the bigger we are, the harder it is going to mm-hmm. be to to tear that down. And uh, history has shown that just throughout, I mean, not even just with women empowerment, but just across the board with different groups of people who have risen up and stood together. And I think that it's so important that we don't lose sight of the, the power in standing together. Mm-hmm. So I did write down um, a quote um, from Gloria Steinem. She's um, a women's liberation movement um from 60s 70s she was she's huge with liberation movement um she said that um every social justice movement that i know of has come out of people sitting in small groups telling their life stories and discovering that other people have shared similar experiences that's exactly what our group does we sit down we talk we share and and we support and that um, that just makes us way more powerful. Yeah. That is so powerful in and of itself. I mean, I've met people all throughout this journey who have been through so many similar things that I've been through in my life mm. or have seen things that I've seen in my life. And it's crazy because even still, we live completely different lifestyles, but we're still able to find those things within ourselves that that match, mm. that link to, link us together. 
And it's not just, oh, we're both women. It's, oh, we've both seen X, Y, Z. We've both lived through whatever traumas we've lived through or whatever experiences we've lived through that have shaped us into being the people that we are today. And and just because it shaped them in a different way than it shaped me doesn't mean that it's not just as equally as beautiful and liberating. Right, right. And it's not just negative things or experiences like that that can bond people together, you know, like it could be passions, it could be like different hobbies, things like that. Like, I, sometimes when I'm talking to ladies from the group, I have no idea that we have the similar interests and until that just so happens to come up in conversation. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> like, <That's> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just don't know until you really start to talk to one another and, you know, bring bring yourself to the table. Yeah. I mean, one of the key ways that I feel like I was able to connect with a bunch of people right off the bat and just throughout time was when I share like my about me. And I always like to add in little things like that are interesting to me. Right. Like and it's not even necessarily things that are photography related or just women related, but I and this is kind of silly, but I shared that I love murder mysteries, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love to listen to a good podcast about a murder. And I think <laughs> so many women do. It's a little, yeah. a little crazy. But <laughs> through doing that, those women came to me and all of a sudden we connected about that one thing. And now we're connecting about 70 other things that we didn't even realize we had in common until that moment. Yeah. It's amazing. And just opening that door. Yeah, no, it's amazing how like one detail can can cause a domino effect. And so, which uh, <laughs> not to branch off, but about murder mysteries and how women really like that. I, something kind of jacked up. Um, someone once said it was like we watch these shows and listen to these stories so that we know what to do if we're put in these circumstances. And I was like, oh. Oh, that's dark. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to branch off that real quick. Yeah. So I read something once that said, so when I was younger, um, and based on my history, if you ever listened to the podcast before, someone said to me, they said, women love to watch Law & Order SVU, Special Victims Unit, because we like to fantasize about law, the law, you know, law enforcement agencies in our area actually handling women's crimes so seriously. Yes. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because accurate. Yeah. Yeah. To see resolution. And oh, they are caring. And oh, they do look at the rape kits. And oh, they are taking samples and not completely disrespecting women and their experiences yeah <laughs> it is a fantasy uh-huh <laughs> it I, every time i watch that show now i look at it completely different just just based on that one thing someone said to me because it's so incredibly true mm-hmm. and i feel like if this was a problem that more men faced that is exactly how it would be handled yeah yeah yep <laughs> i second that <laughs> sad but true yeah so rachel what do you think are some ways that women empowerment has been taken the wrong way here recently i i saw somebody post about how how it is a buzzword that that people bring up to like entice other women to come around and sadly i could see that being the case because it is a misunderstood thing but in a in a positive way that buzzword if it can bring people together in a group and like like encourage 
folks to get involved. I don't really think it is a bad thing, like a bad word to, it's weird to even say that empowerment could be seen as a bad word. Yeah. Yeah. Like it twisted. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's strange. It's like the word feminism. Like people, people think that feminist is like a bad word sometimes. It's not an insult, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to say too, Rachel. (laughs) I've had several people come to me, especially after I started the movement, right? Because like my background and, and kind of where I come from before starting the group and before really speaking on women empowerment was from the standpoint of a fairly religious standpoint, right? And so people were like, oh, so you think that you're better than men because of of your movement, right? And then all of a sudden I was being attacked for my my belief in women empowerment and I would get called a feminist because of what I spoke on with women empowerment. And I was like, I think maybe you don't quite understand what what this means and maybe do some do some solid research before going in into that, right? But I've seen even women come to defend that same point and talk about how women empowerment's just all crap. And and at the end of the day, it's really not. Do I think that there are people out there who maybe use it in a negative way? Sure. But Women empowerment as a whole, and especially what we're trying to accomplish, is is not crap by by a long shot. No, no, it's definitely not. And like when when empowering women, you have to you have to feel empowered yourself. So you have to have your confidence. You have to be able to believe in yourself to be able to transfer that to another human being. Like to empower someone else if you don't feel that way that's i don't i don't mm, i don't know if that's really possible truly yeah because yeah. you, you're not really believing in it i don't think <laughs> right and i feel like in order to empower other people you have to do some soul searching of your own to even feel for sure. exactly what that means yeah for sure i um so looking online i did find seven tips for achieving self-empowerment. And I thought they were kind of interesting. They're short. Um, But number one, develop a positive attitude. Number two, set reasonable goals. Number three, surround yourself with positive people. Number four, practice self-care. Five, use positive self-talk. Six, be assertive. And seven, create an action list. Um, And that's all to create a foundation within yourself. And I kind of had an issue with the positive attitude thing, develop a positive attitude, because I don't like people telling me what to do. (laughs) If I want to be grouchy, I'm going to be grouchy. Um, But we all have bad moments. (laughs) Exactly. We are entitled to them. Yeah, yeah. And so I could probably twist that to like, you know, accepting accepting where you are in that moment i think that would probably be a bit more empowering um but i like that yeah yeah it's not a matter of getting mad at yourself for feeling a certain way because i think it's such a vital part of understanding yourself is is being able to 
feel your feelings, right? I think that that's so important. And, and that's something that we talk about so much is being able to live in the moment of how you're feeling and not like suffocating those feelings down in the name of being positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, toxic positivity, I think would be a right <laughs> the accurate term for that. Um, but you know, like, uh, things like affirmations, I mean, that can be empowering can yeah, be a hundred percent yeah because i mean you know uh, so i've been listening to this book um it was saying that affirmations are a bad thing and i thought that was interesting but reason being was um because it causes you to focus on the things that you're not so like if you say i am beautiful it makes you think about how you think that you're not beautiful <laughs> Okay. Isn't that kind of backwards? It is It is kind of backwards. It's interesting, though, because I could see how, like, it, with some people's brain chemistry, makeup, what's going on in their brains, especially, like, whatever they've been through, I could see how maybe that could go that direction. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to 100% discredit that, but I also think that affirmations as a whole are so powerful. Yeah. And I think are imperative in in so many cases and i i mean i've seen that and witnessed that throughout thousands of different women and clients who have really gained that power back in believing what they want and also the brain is a muscle at the end of the day we have to be able to retrain it and if in the beginning courses of that that does bring that up for you i think that six months down the line if you stick at it that eventually you're gonna be able to rework that power and bring that back around to yourself yeah yeah no i'm with you on that i I, like totally (laughs) i just I, i thought that that was really peculiar um it is yeah how something so positive and uplifting and empowering could could be twisted in in such a negative way I don't know. I feel like that goes just to show that, honestly, so much can be twisted into a negative way. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to, like, where your head is at in the moment of, like, writing that or in the moment of feeling that. I mean, if I'm in a bad mood, I can can make – I can make almost the most positive thing, a field of rainbows, turn into something negative for me, you know? Oh, it's too bright, too colorful. Yeah. Like, I I think that – that's important to notice within ourselves too. I mean, not even just with like women empowerment, empowerment within yourself, because like you said, in order to empower anyone else, you have to be able to empower yourself first. In order to love other people, you have to be able to love yourself first. I mean, I firmly believe in that. It's like treat yourself the way that you want to be treated. Well, treat yourself the way that you want to treat other people. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I love that. That is words to live by right there Rachel (laughs) unless you treat yourself like a piece of shit then maybe reevaluate yeah maybe jot that down and uh, talk to someone about it I highly recommend (laughs) that as well oh just more material for my therapist (laughs) yes This concludes part one of our two-part series, Empowerment. Come back next week for part two. Thank you for listening to the Beautifully Bear podcast.